you literally have a deck where all you do is you wait and then you kill every single person at the table with one spell that you copied nine times. And everyone's Excuse just me. like, do you know how much you know how much effort it is to start copying that spell though? Yeah, you you literally sit there and I know it's coming because you're like doing <laughs> math in your head. And I was like, okay, I guess we're all dead at this like, Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you said that you can see the gears turning like Yeah. You're like, Chris, are you going to make a move? Hold on one second. When I say hold on one second, you're yeah. like, well, time to scoop. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what, what can I do in response? Nothing? All right, cool. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Casual Commander. I'm Tim. And I'm Chris. And today we've got a very special guest. Uh, he is the host of the Cryptic Commander podcast. He reached out to us recently and asked if we wanted to be on his show, and obviously we said yes. Uh, and we thought, well, why not have him on ours as well? A little, uh, little collaboration going on. So he's too good at his job to call him a filthy casual like we've been doing for our other friends who come on the podcast. So I think we're going to put him in the category of uh, professional casual. Uh, but anyway, uh, his name's John Nose. And you want to introduce yourself, John? Yeah, uh, John Nose, one of the hosts of The Cryptic Commander. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I probably consider myself casual. Commander, I've been playing the format for two years. I don't get many games in. Not as much as I want. Honestly, you're, two years is about how long I've been playing Commander, too. So, But you've okay. been playing Magic for a lot longer than that, right? 1993? Late 1993. Oh, yeah. That's... So what, uh, what, what got you doing into the podcast business? That was uh that was a bit of a trek. <laughs> that was I never knew podcasts exist, you know. And um, I was I was going to work with a lady that went, you know, rideshare, and uh, we carpooled. That's it, carpooled. And she was listening to the podcast when she was driving, and I just never heard of it before. And then I was like, man, I wonder if there's a Magic the Gathering podcast. And there was, and I didn't know of any that really were really good, so I had to look them all up, you know. And then I found that I mean, there was like hundreds of them. And then I go through, and then I'm hearing that this one like is rated the number one podcast, and these guys are talking about the two beers they're drinking more than they're talking about magic. And then they finally talk about a card, and I'm like, okay, who who cares about this card right now, you know? <laughs> but I'm still listening to the podcast. But then I find stuff like Dice to Removal with a Professor, and um, In Response, I think one was called, and there was another one too, man. But um, I start getting into podcast. I, I was like, I wonder if I could start a Magic the Gathering podcast that makes you have the feel of the cards, the taste of the cards, because I'm not getting that from these podcasts that are out there. You won't get that here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of in the... Uh, we like talking about magic, and we mm -hmm. don't know too much. I mean, Chris knows way more than I do, but we like making jokes, we like being stupid, and we figured we'd just record it, so... Oh, no, no, there's no worries on that, man. I actually... I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't wait to come along for this ride. <laughs> I, th I think our tag name is we started this because our wives told us to. Uh, yeah, it was something along the yeah. It's like we we started this so our wives didn't have to listen to us anymore. Yeah, pretty much. It really saved the relationship too. Uh, between Tim and I. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the wives. Yeah. Um. So so how long have you been doing the podcast then? Um, two years. Okay. So that's yeah, that's pretty good. That's you know. Yeah, yeah. Started. I started not knowing what I was doing, man. Uh, the the pilot episode, which is still out there, um, I think it was called brainstorming. I called one of my friends up with my cell phone, and uh, you know, because I just started, I didn't know what I was doing, and uh, that all that was recorded in real time. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm gonna call the episode. And he goes, Well, you know, his name was Ogre. You know, it's still Ogre. And uh, he goes, Why don't we just call it brainstorming with Ogre? So I was like, All right, there we go. And um, 
but I would work real hard, man, like you guys. You know, you guys know how it is to create a podcast. You got to get it out there on Spotify and iHeart and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, iTunes and all this. And some podcast networks, it takes like two weeks or something to get that email response. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. just like you guys, though, man, I, from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, everything was just about the Cryptic Commander. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of people that I've met along the way that I would consider friends. You know, I've learned a lot of things, and I'm glad I've been down in this journey, man. You know, in all honesty, to get to talk to big people, too, like Sheldon Menry, you know, the guy that a lot of people credit that he's the grandfather of EDH or the father of EDH. Oh, yeah. You had him on an episode? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I oh, cool. uh, was blessed to have him on there. Um, it was kind of like the style of what you guys are doing, too. You know, we just we had him on there and I was like, hey, why don't we do a little interview and we'll still do the show kind of because we were still building the format. You know, there was no, like right now, you guys were on the podcast. The last one we just did, mm-hmm. we have things like top decks where we cover all the formats and the top decks that are in each format. And then we talk about the market value of some cards. And then we talk about what's current. And then, you know, then we have a beginner's corner where we try to talk to the beginners, you know. So we, we didn't have structure in the beginning, you know. So like you guys, it's going to. What's gonna, yeah, <laughs> I think we told you like here's the plot of this episode. Just show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> I don't think we had. I don't even think we did that. I just said think of cards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad Chris has been the one interacting with you because he's clearly. <laughs> I think the most the most that we ever had for an episode was a word doc for episode one. I we so, use that oh, word doc still like that is yeah occasionally that word doc has carried us through a couple episodes sure we when we up, when we have to do our lists yeah we ended up having a well i did i built a mission statement for the podcast actually are you guys familiar with our our mission statement i have seen it i certainly have not memorized it i understand you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> i had two I years to memorize it i wrote it uh, magic the gathering is best with a communal experience and a big part of that is when it stemmed from knowledge getting assistance where needed makes it far more enjoyable Mm-hmm. so we just you know we are trying to help people that's why we try to do the twitch side of things and the youtube side of things you know, i did find out that the twitch side of things i'm more hands-on it's more real time mm-hmm. you know so people are actually able to see you know like you can do something in response like for instance i can block with this creature and then in response use its ability and then somebody's like wow i didn't know you could do that you know oh so you actually you actually live stream games that you play Absolutely. When I get a chance, you know, uh, the, I'm sure if you go to Twitch right now, it's the same name everywhere you go, the Cryptic Commander. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the last time we streamed, but we got uh, Joe Woost. He's a content creator that's uh, Twitch streamer that joined forces with the Cryptic Commander. So he comes on and uh, does Magic the Gathering online. He'll do Arena. You know, he'll do whatever he has to do to get modern games in or whatever, too. Also, you know, uh, MTG Peddler is also with the Cryptic Commander. And, He's been nominated for the new content MTG content creator of the year. Yeah, we saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, and the, are, the podcast also too. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say you you were nominated as well for a uh, small audience. I think best podcast for small audience. Yeah, correct. And then to make it to the finals, it was like what? That's awesome. Yeah, that's no awesome. way, man. Yeah, no way. You know, it's almost surreal at times. Mm-hmm. But I just you know keep it in the back of my mind that what we're doing. You know, we're just trying to help everybody. I really get like more that. info out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Because, you know, we're just trying to get out there more and uh, let people know that we exist because, you know, we're just in a small pot of things, just like you guys are, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is, man. You know, you're like, who knows about you? So I do know network, network, network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My mom will be happy to follow. <laughs> his his mom is our be- biggest fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> well, we welcome her over to the Cryptic Commander. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know, Tim. What would you say our mission statement would be if you were to make a mission statement up on the spot, Tim? I I think I, genuinely I don't really understand mission statements other than just like if we're talking about what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast, which you know it sounds like a Tim. Mission I want statement. you to understand something real quick. What you just said is a mission statement. Well, I'm glad I just knew it by instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand mission statements, but here's the <laughs> definition of one. I'm just, what can I say? I'm just like effortlessly smart. <laughs> I think what what I wanted to get out of the podcast, and we joke about saying we just wanted to talk about magic, which was true. Like that is how we got started. Like literally one day we were talking about magic and I think I was joking. I was like, man, we should make a podcast. And Chris was like, no, like we should. Like, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I genuinely think that's what happened. Yeah. So I think our mission statement is obviously good content about, like, good informative content about magic that isn't taking itself too seriously and is a good place to come to, to learn, but then also to, like, you know, goof around and relax and not take it too seriously. Because at the end of the day, Commander's always been a, a very casual format. And I, I really like that aspect. I like. I don't. I'm not a very competitive person, or at least I try not to be. I know I can be at times. <laughs> I like really try not mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. But <laughs> but I'm I. Tim, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I'm wearing my blue jeans right now instead of a suit. So yeah. <laughs> so Shit, I might be wearing a suit. Am I? Is that the? Am I podcast? Am I podcasting wrong? Can people hear it in your voice if you're wearing a suit versus? Because I'm in shorts. Well, I normally wear suits, so that's the business life I come from. I'm a marketer. Okay. You know, that's, mm, that makes I like sense. wearing suits. Yeah, I like wearing suits, and when I go out in public, I'll be wearing a suit anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I hate suits. Yeah. Oh there my you. god. Here you. I don't. I don't mind. Actually, I might be like a unpopular opinion, but I don't mind a suit as long as it is like fit well. Like if you get a suit that is either like maybe not tailor made, but like measured out for you, and then you get one picked out, and like like when you, I got fitted for a friend's wedding. Like that suit fit like a glove up until I got too fat for it. And it was great up until that <laughs> yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that one, man. I, I spent way too much money on this one suit. And I was like, man, I don't want to gain any weight at all. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? I totally understand that. Yeah. I don't know. What would you say our mission statement is from your point of view? I mean, you, you got it pretty good, right? Have fun talking about a game that we love and uh, spread, spread some what can be good knowledge. Because yeah. there are certainly times we are uh, pretty dumb. Like when I forgot the name of the next set like four times in a row. I think you forgot more than just the name of the next set. There's I- a reason why our current episode is Blood Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know I come out as serious sometimes too, but I have to step in and just say that if you're not having fun doing this, then you're doing something wrong and probably shouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the aspects Peddler always reminds me. You know, it's not that I have to be reminded, but he's a good friend and he reminds me, you know, that if you're not having fun doing this, then you sh- probably shouldn't be doing this, you know, or you're doing yeah. it wrong. So it's a good thing you guys have fun and keep it a casual environment. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, magic's a game. Yeah. You know, so obviously there's a lot of money in magic. There's a lot of um, high stakes when you get to high level play. But we're just here playing <laughs> yeah. low level commander nonsense and just and just having fun, cracking a few cold ones, getting Tim drunk. Yeah, that was fun. They weren't cold ones, though. <laughs> It was lukewarm tequila, and I stand by it. <laughs> I so maybe I think if we were to Twitch stream, so we had an episode, John, called mm. the Casamigos Challenge, where <clears throat> the entirety of the episode was me quizzing Tim on magic trivia. Me being the more you know seasoned player, Tim being the newer guy, and every question he got right, good job. 
every question he got wrong, he had to take a shot of Casamigos. <laughs> and uh, I think we should live stream that. What do you think, Tim? I, I, I think if we did like an actual game show on Twitch, that'd be fun. I, I mean, I would definitely be down for it. Again, my only concern with it is worrying about like if Twitch has any issues with getting super drunk on stream. Tim, like, all you have to do is just coincidentally, oh no, I dropped something and go off camera. I've definitely yeah. seen streamers drinking on stream, but they're also like, I don't watch too many uh, small streamers. You know, I will all people with like thousands of people watching them all the time. So like, I'm sure Twitch is going to be a little remiss to ban someone for something that small, you know? You gotta, you gotta stop watching Amaranth, dude. You know, I just, I can't get enough of streamers licking my, an ear set into my own brain. <laughs> you don't like ASMR? No. <laughs> it makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. It's the exact opposite reaction that they're going for. It, like, skeeves me out. I'm gonna grow my nails out and just scratch the mic for every intro. This podcast is going to end real soon. If that's <laughs> By the way, also, John, we end the podcast every single podcast. Yeah. Um, do what? We end the podcast every podcast. Like, Tim and I break up. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I keep going yeah. back because you guys don't know the real him. The real me? Yeah, the real you. The real Chris. I don't even know the real me. Mm, that's deep. Anyway, so Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, John, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you have fun. If, if people wanted to go find your podcast, where would they look? Oh, it's everywhere just like you guys, man. It's on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, it's just about everywhere you get your podcast. Google, mm-hmm. iTunes. Awesome. Just about everywhere. So yeah, guys, if you're looking for another good podcast, check out The Cryptic Commander. Um, they do a lot more than just Commander, which is pretty cool. So if, if you're listening to us and being like, man, I really wish I knew about Standard, give them a, give them a try. They're good. Yeah. Plus, you have an episode with us on it, so it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We try to cover all the <laughs> formats, you know. Yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to be talking about cards on your show, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, okay. Segway King right there, brother. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, John. Wow, cards. <laughs> uh, so the topic today that the three of us are going to go over are kind of a fun topic. It's just pet cards that we like to run in our commander decks. So quickly before we get into them, let's just define pet card. I don't I don't think calling Mana Crypt is a pet card. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that for a card to be a pet card, it needs to be a card that you run even though it may not actually benefit the deck 100%, it's just a card that you like to have in there. Yeah, just a card that you you all, you can always fall back on if you're looking at your deck and you're like, oh man, I, I, I don't know what would go good here. What's something that could just like fit in any deck and something that you like. Just It's a comfort card, you know? Something you know you can put in there and it's at least going to be beneficial in even just some little way. Yep, it might not be a win con. It might not be uh, any, anything that's going to advance your game you just you have it because i don't know in the past you've won with it and you're like holy crap i like this card or you know you, you, your 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 ex-girlfriend gave you the card always remember me and that's the card that she gave you with as she was driving away sounds like she was falling off a cliff not driving away just it's a very slow I'm, card from what i'm hearing basically the cards you really want to play with that you just can't play without you're like well that's going to my deck regardless of what anybody says anyway. exactly yeah. exactly yep. okay then i hope i do they make a pro you know how they get liquid band-aid uh you know, like you know, the actual see, yeah you, you see the product liquid band-aid mm-hmm. yeah yeah do they do they have anything like that for aspirin or something because you guys might need something for your ears oh gosh Oh, I didn't right, know where well, you were going, but now I exactly yeah. know. <laughs> let's just let's just let John get his first one out of the way. Yeah, just, just let well, it go. I'm, I'm just saying, man. Uh, 
It's going to be hard for me not to pick some blue cards, bro. You know, uh, it's... Just okay. So everyone's aware. Apparently, the only guests we can have on this podcast are blue players. Seriously, <laughs> it kind of makes me think that we're in the minority, Chris. <laughs> yeah, are we though? I uh... see, Tim. The difference is we're happy with our lives. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think we're just the the groups that hate blue are probably just the loudest group. So maybe we think we're in the majority, but it's really just a very loud minority. You see, I, I go to bed peacefully at night, <laughs> you know, I think because you are an esteemed guest, we're, uh, we're just, we're not going to bash blue as much as we normally do, except for Chris. He's already like off to the races with it, but we'll allow you to talk about your, your blue. Pet you know the funny part is I'm not even the one in this group that hates blue. Yeah, It's really me. You're taking off. <laughs> You know, you guys are hilarious, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, um, thank you. Jace, Jace thank the Mind Sculptor comes to mind. You're welcome. <laughs> Jace the Mind Sculptor comes to mind real quick, man. Oh, God. I know that. You that's wanna, obviously... You want to read him out loud? Let me, let me open him up real quick. All right, you said Jace cool. the Mind Sculptor, and I farted at you. <laughs> and then... You sure did. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well, Jace, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh, what set was he from? Uh, world wake originally world oh i got him here okay jace the mind sculptor two blue blue for a planeswalker starting loyalty of three plus two look at the top card of target player's library you may put that card on the bottom of that player's library for zero draw three cards then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order so brainstorm minus one return target creature to its owner's hand minus 12 exile all cards from target player's library then that player shuffles his or her hand into his or her library. Well, all right. Well, that's would you the like to explain this card I've ever heard? <laughs> hey, you guys, I, uh, we have four instant and or sorceries in blue that we really want to put on a one card. Yeah. How do we well, do it? Also, it was the first planeswalker that had four abilities. Yep. Okay. It was the, um, now also when, when, when this card came out, man, I, I remember my friend ogre had a store and stuff, you know, and I'm sitting at my floor because I bought two boxes of World Wake, and apparently after opening a bunch of packs, the only thing I wanted was Celestial Colonnades. I was happy when I got four. The rest of them I just put back in a box to go resell or whatever. And uh, yeah. Jace the Mind Sculptor, I pulled one out of two boxes. I was I was happy at that point, because I knew it was going to be a chase card, you know? And uh, I'm sitting there with the old Jace and the new Jace, and I'm thinking to myself, well, what happens you know, if I want to put both of them out? You know, so I call my buddy up, and he's like, where are you at? Where are you looking at this? And I'm like, at my house he goes are you looking at the real cards I'm like yeah he like bring that card you just got out of the box down to the store i gotta look at it i'm like what <laughs> i go down there and he's like dude these are gonna be really rare and stuff and i'm like really anyway um it was it was a big deal because it was another jace at the time and uh again four mana cost four abilities the the brainstorm i think was everybody's what everybody was doing with it really Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a whole thing too about you had to have, build a deck with Jay's hate, you know, and standard and stuff too. It was a whole big deal, man. Nobody knew what they were doing when it, when it originally came out. You know, you got to remember standard back then was legal like it is now, like over a year or just about. You know, mm-hmm. and they changed that every once in a while. But um, and then the other card I had was Cryptic Command. Oh, what if the namesake? You, if, you, if you wanted, to, if you wanted to read that one too. But uh, that's the other one I have to have, you know. And it goes with, you know, just about all the strategies, man. You know, um, mm. if you wanted to read the card, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Cryptic Command is an instant for one blue, blue, blue. Choose two. Counter target spell or return target permanent to its owner's hand. Or tap all creatures your opponents control. Or draw a card. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just speed. that's good yeah. value. I, I yeah. that should be in pretty. If it wasn't a thirty-five dollar card, I'd probably put it in most of my blue decks too. <laughs> I was gonna say you picked some uh, some expensive pet cards. At least expensive <laughs> in my mind. My, my pet card is Gaius Cradle. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like they're they're amazing cards, but oh, I would just be so. It'd be hard to click that purchase at, that add to cart button. But that they're well, so good though. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> There's other cards out there, right? But but on this point that you're making, though, I play a lot of formats, so I got to have one of my cube, one of my commander decks. I got to have one of my uh, modern decks, whichever one I build, you know. So I, I have to have multiple copies of that guy, though. Mm-hmm. You know? it's not it's mm-hmm. not anywhere that I'm bragging or anything like that because there's other cards that are way more expensive than this, you know. But that is one that I have to have in almost every deck, almost no matter what format, unless I'm playing Popper or something. Yeah, it's a it's a good card. Yeah, having so- having not only being at instant speed. But having the option to be able to do any of those things gives you a lot of flexibility at any point in the game, yeah. which is just, which is great. We've had some cards that are like it, but nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I, the, again, I think that one, that was in Lorwyn it first came out, I believe. Correct. Yeah, Lorwyn. And then same, same story. It's pretty much only ever been reprinted in Modern Masters or in master sets so it's not it also is not a very common card which is funny though because planeswalkers came out in Lorwyn. you know that's mm-hmm. when planeswalkers started to exist and everybody wanted planeswalkers and my buddy ogre that had the store he was like look everybody wants these planeswalkers so uh you look for these things called the commands and you you bring them back to me and you give them planeswalkers they want of any color they want you know <laughs> i'm like really yeah. he's like yeah he's like yeah 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 I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do that. You know, Cryptic Command actually is the most expensive card from Lorwyn. Probably, it's a good card. Yep. It's uh, yeah, average is twenty nine eighty seven on MTG stocks, followed Again, by I gotta have it. Born of Amethyst, and then Thoughtseize. Yo, how about? That? Do you remember Tim when Time Spiral Remastered came out and everyone was going crazy over Thoughtseize? Yeah, I, how much I, is that now? I don't know. I pulled two. <laughs> you so, pulled two Thoughtseizes? I did. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm hoping it went up, but I haven't. I haven't checked. I mean, look. I, have a question, I have a question for both of you guys. When did you guys start Magic? Uh, I have played Magic on and off since like childhood. So I played when I was a kid, and then stopped in high school, and then played some in college, and then stopped. And I I started picking it up again five or six years ago. So I got back into it around Dragons of Karkir. Okay. I got into it about two years ago because for most of the hobbies that I have now that take up most of my time and bank account chris introduced me to <laughs> my b yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so he was yeah. like oh tim you gotta play magic you gotta play like come come over we'll play magic i was like ah, i don't know i'm not like i Are like invest it in warhammer <laughs> <laughs> he's he tried I've that tried. Is, that's the one tried. thing he has not been successful at yeah, uh, good luck. <laughs> look so, i got two army i got three armies you could play tim you could pick take your pick of the litter that just seems like yeah. too much of an investment of like my brain for a, a, a yeah. day you know it's a it's a long game to play uh, yeah, but exactly. so is commander sometimes it can be yeah it definitely the more people you add the Which longer it'll take but it's funny that you said that man because um the other day, I was up to the local game store, and I was playing a game of Commander, and I was like, you guys don't mind if I record this, and I might put it on YouTube. Everybody was fine with it. I was I was happy about that, right? And I, and I said, I'm like, you guys know this game's been over like two hours? And they're like, no. And I look at my camera that's been recording, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this, game's, this game's over 
two hours. Yeah. And we were like turn five, you know. I'm like, what's going on? Oh my on? goodness. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> Must have had yeah. a, a bunch of blue players in there slowing <laughs> the game down. <laughs> turn two, winner's orb. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the I think I don't mind when games take a long time, but definitely like when they just kind of slog on and and no one's really getting off the ground, then it's like, all right, I kind of want to get another game in. This this one, either I'm not going to win or it's not going anywhere. So, like, someone ended. Yeah. I will not do any in response to if you're just going to... Tim hates stacks and pillow fort. I sure do. Which I did. they themselves line up with the blue color, which is where that anger comes from. And white. Well, you, I mean, you have some white decks, though. I don't mind white, and I also don't mind blue in general, but I think I don't use blue for its intended purpose. Yeah, you like, you, you're okay with white, you're okay with blue, you are not okay with them together. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is an unhealthy relationship in Tim's it, eyes. It really is. It's... <laughs> It's, I had to sit Chris down. I was like, Chris, you're trying to build an Azorius deck, and I need you to realize what that's doing to your friends. <laughs> I brewed a, uh, a Queen itinerant meddler. He's one of the new cards from Commander Legends. It was just a draw deck, right? Like, it wasn't anything crazy, just a crazy amount of draw. And uh, Tim wasn't a fan. Well, because it, yeah. it was a crazy amount of draw. It was a, it was a lot of pillow fort. And it had a, a decent amount. You said there was only, like, two cards, but I remember looking through it and counting, like, there was, like, a, a d- decent amount of hate bears. There was a decent amount of, like, um, you no longer get to draw cards. Like, you had a hull breacher in, and if you had made the deck, obviously the had. Hull had, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have he wouldn't have stuck around too long because not long after that he got banned but there was it just looked like it was going to be like okay he, chris is going to play his game and i'm going to be at the table and if there's anyone else we're going to be playing a commander and chris is going to be playing solitaire don't worry i reworked that into my selesnia deck he sure did <laughs> did tell you guys i only have one commander deck right mm-hmm. you did mention that i don't think you mentioned who the commander was though yeah he did Felder. Oh, you did mean, yeah, you did it's say Feldegriff, yep. The hippo. Yep. This this man runs a, what's it, Bant? Green, well, white, no, blue, I think? I, well, no, it's, um. well, it's whatever color, I think it's green, white, blue, yeah, but it's, yeah, that's Bant. It's, it's, it's just mono blue, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, Chrome Ninja gets you, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding, there's some blue and white stuff in there, man, yeah. green and white stuff, but, um, because, because, like, what you guys were talking about with the, today's subject, though, is, um, or what you're alluding to, the, the subject is, uh, like, the pet cards. I get so heavy with that sometimes. And I'm sure there's other commander players that are guilty of that, too. This, I can't play without these cards that are going in my commander deck, whether they need to be in there or not. You can't tell me I can't play without it, you know? Mm. I'm starting to feel that way with Tefiri, the Master of Time, now. I, uh, when I make a new deck, I try to challenge myself to not include the same card. So I don't, none of my commander decks are the same color pair. Or color identity. Every single one of them is different. That way, um, you can't. If you got like, if I make a deck with no blue in there, it's gonna be really difficult for me to do. But I'll be mm-hmm. able to do it. I'll be able to do it. You know. Yeah, I will say though that when I build decks, there are certain cards that I like to reuse. So to get us back on topic, because <laughs> that was quite the tangent. Um, what us? Huh? <laughs> us tangenting? Yeah. Our my first pet card is um, Tim loves it. It's a uh, Big Daddy P. <laughs> Yep. Big Daddy P. That's Perforos. Oh, come on. Load. Perforos, God of the Forge. Three red for a legendary enchantment creature, God 6 5. With indestructible, as long as your devotion to red is less than five, he isn't a creature. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Perforos deals two damage to each opponent. Two and a red. Creatures you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. This, if I have a red deck, this guy's in it. 
Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't help at all other than do like four damage uh like through the entire game i just i love me a big daddy p he's like cranko yeah it goes in there (laughs) (laughs) that's your win con with cranko (laughs) yes yes that that might as well just be uh a world fire with so you're you're playing some kind of valicute deck you know the the molten pinnacle you remember Mm -hmm. that card Mm -hmm. you're playing some kind of deck like that you'll still throw this in there Absolutely. Yeah. Right. If it if it's red, Perforos is one of the cards. Yeah, it's going in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's so I just there. Yeah. He's indestructible. He buffs your creatures, and like you're in commander, you're going to be playing creatures. So to me, there's no reason to not have him in the deck. Even yeah. if like I play like five creatures a game total, that's still ten damage from him existing. He's he's in the Noran deck I have. He is in my cat dog deck. He is in my wart deck. He's if it's red, he's in it. I should, I honestly, I should put him in Anya now that I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Uh, oh, Angie, Angie. I don't know what like how to actually pronounce her name, but I, yeah, I've I've started going with Anya. Anya, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I I oh. think Perforos isn't like a a card that I I hate. I don't like it. Like, but it, it, it the reason I don't is because it's just really difficult to deal with. It's it's the theros god issue where it's it's an indestructible enchantment most it's, of the time essentially yeah it's like it's not even a creature after you're taking out like half of the removal that i run just doesn't affect this guy yep you so, have to use exile and it, even then like you can't do minus x minus x unless he's a creature yep you can't and sacrifice so he, him unless he's a creature yep and so most of the time people are like ah two damage whatever and then you play a cranko yeah and it's all downhill it's it's not like a card that i'll like actively just shoot like daggers at you with my eyes if you're playing it's not mm-hmm. like a um ghostly prison or something like that but it's definitely one that it's like if it comes out i'm like oh crap what do i do with this tim i could play a cultivate and you would groan at it that's not true at all <laughs> I'm, he's ramping he's I'm, getting ahead kill him <laughs> oh no you could play a cultivate and i'll tell everyone to target you yeah but i won't groan <laughs> about it <laughs> maze of ith I'm kind of feeling that way too about those cards. You know? I re- I like that card. Maze that of card it. is that card is good. It's hard not to include it in in any deck where you think you might be like attacking in any way or doing damage in any way. You know. You know. Just the more I think about you know the cards, I'm just like you know Maze of Ith, man. You know it's. Mm-hmm. Probably no, not one on everybody's good, mind, you know. But that's also a great include. Honestly, a card that I like including, like a land. That I know people say isn't that good of a land, but I include it is uh, Rogue's Passage. Rogue's Passage is, I think it's a really good land to include if you think you're going to be doing a decent amount of combat. The only time I think it starts to lose its combat effectiveness is in like token decks where you've got your whole plan is to hit them with like 20 tokens and then, okay, cool. One's getting through like then yeah. it's, it's not as good, but I it, still, I still include it because you know, there's there's still ways to buff up your tokens and things like that. And yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's always good to just, hey, my opponent's at five life. You know, how can I, I, I need to eke one of these tokens through. Yep. Boom, Rogue's Passage. Yeah. You know, it's it's worth it to include for the off chance that you need it. Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's a cheap I, card in general, too. Like, it's oh, yeah. like 40 cents or something. Like, it's, it's yeah. not hard to include. You, you guys might know this because you play Commander probably more than I do. Is Blood Moon legal in Commander? It is. It, is. it will. Does that tear, will <laughs> tear up the format? No, I would. Okay. I wouldn't say so. I know it, it hurts Modern when it's played, you know. It would hurt Commander. Okay. Yeah. It's certainly, it's certainly, I mean, Commander, right, you're playing 100 cards, you're playing multicolor format, uh, multiplayer format, 
Yeah. Everybody's Most got, people, yeah. yeah, tons of people are running utility, legendary, yeah. non-basic lands. Yeah. Heck, I mean, I have one of my decks has one of each in it. Yeah, that's true. I, I saw a YouTube video a while back. A guy made a commander deck that was uh, punishing people for playing the game. So you had like mana barbs and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, stacks. Like Mishra, yep. You know. Yeah, I guess, is that is new stacks? Okay. Yeah, I, like I would, I would consider it stacksy. Yeah. That's like that's like nuisance stacks. Yeah. Sure. I would love to pilot that. <laughs> I would love to pilot that. <laughs> I think, I don't know if, if any of your decks have a Blood Moon in it, Chris. It would definitely, like, sway the I game. I run, yeah. It, it would it would definitely change the flow of the game in a huge way whenever it's played. Um, I run too many non-basic lands. Oh, because you'd be hurting yourself. I, yeah, I'd be hurting myself. The yeah, only one I would boy. theoretically include it in is Wart, because that has like 16 of both both basics. Yeah. So that one I would be reasonably okay with. Yeah. None of the other land, none of the other decks I ever want to run a Blood Moon in, mm-hmm. or ever want to see a Blood Moon, which therefore makes it a good card. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's not a good <laughs> card, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Maybe the people we play with don't play it all that often. Like, I haven't seen one. That's true, yeah. I mean, we don't have many red players in our group. Uh, yeah, that's true, I, too. I think I have the most red. Do you I think have you do, many yeah. blue blue players in your group? Everyone uh, else is many. a blue player. Yeah. <laughs> e- everyone else. God. It's And we like we have blue decks, like decks with blue in them, but there are some people who are just like so, like, their deck has to have blue in it in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, like I mean, me. I use blue. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I, yeah, I do enjoy a good cyclonic rift for the win. Um, but long, we have a friend that has it. Which one? Oh, I was gonna say, as long as it's for the win, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a friend who built a God. What's his name? Drown new deck. Uh, drown. This yep. this this boy cast like four cyclonic rift three times overloaded in one game. And, yeah, and lost. <laughs> and it was, was like the worst part. I was like, why? What are you? What are you trying to accomplish? I'm 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 giving myself a chance to win. Mm-hmm. All it did was make the game go an hour longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, with my deck, I, I got white in it. I've got like maybe six, ten, sixteen. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Wrath of God effects. Wrath oh, of God's Lord. good. There's a really good, a new one from uh, Midnight Hunt that you should look into. Oh yeah, I, I like Doomscar. I like that Doomscar. Doomscar is really good. This yeah. one is six white white. Uh, reduce its cost by one for every creature on the battlefield. So it basically becomes a white, white destroy all creatures, especially in Commander. And I do not remember the name of it. Uh, I know which one you're talking. I thought you were going to say the Meat Hook Massacre because you can't get enough. Oh, Meat Hook Massacre is an amazing card too. (laughs) New pet card. New pet card. Meat Hook Massacre. Put it at every black deck. I would say Vanquish the Horde. Vanquish. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Vanquish the Horde. You should look at that one, John. Anyway, Tim. So, what would be one of your pet cards, Tim? So I had to think about it because. I, I don't feel like I have too many. I don't do the same thing that Chris does where I try and make my deck a different color scheme every time. I do, however, try and make sure every deck is unique mechanically. So, like, I built one Zombies deck, and that's my Zombies deck. I'm not going to build another one. I built a Sacrifice deck. I'm not going to build another, like, Sacrifice deck. But if I if I'm going green... I feel like I always throw a heroic intervention in there. I mean, that's just such a good card. It's borderline staple, but I'm going to consider it a pet card for me. Um, I don't think that's a borderline staple, dude. I think that's staple. You can, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. It's only like that's, eleven that's bucks. Staple. Like that's that's basically staple. I'm looking at this Vanquish the Horde right now. I wouldn't run it unless Doomscar rotated out of standard. I mean, if I'm looking at standard, oh, I mean, okay. I I'm not. I mean, but for Commander Man, I. I don't know, man. You know, hey man, one look, less for each four player 
look, four players, if each player has a creature out, it's That's a true. Wrath of God. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. likelihood is each player will have at least one, if not two creatures. If you're playing a game of Commander, yeah. and it's like yeah. turn five, and there's no yeah. creatures on the battlefield, you're, you're done goofed. Yeah. Someone's playing stacks. Worst case scenario, you're paying eight, so it's not bad. You know, yeah. $5 yeah. right now, that's not bad, man. Yeah. I it's. I mean, how often do you board wipe and then say, you know what, I didn't wipe hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I still got the... I still, <laughs> I still got the streaks. Let's wipe again. Oh, man. Gross. Yeah, we like to just have just a touch of class on this podcast. I see why you break up at the end of every Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. All right, well, I'm just uh, going to move right along to my second yes, pet please, card. please, continue. Uh, my second pet card, I, I've... I had to like look through my decks, and I noticed I threw him in a lot of my any deck that has blue or uh, sorry, not blue that has black. I basically have put Sir Conrad in all of them. I I love Sir Conrad. I think he's such a good card, especially if you're I gonna really, like. Yep. I like Sir Conrad too. Yeah, he's he's definitely not staple. You know, he's not like heroic intervention. If you're running a black deck, I don't think he, you need to have him in there. But he's just really good value. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this this whole this ties back to the Big Daddy P combo where like. You know, it's just incremental damage, but the nice thing is it's to each opponent. And in Commander, each opponent is better than target opponent. Oh, yeah. And having that ability on there, which is why Meat Hook Massacre is so good, because it's each opponent. Yep. Oh, my God. Meat Hook Massacre is going to be every one of my black decks. (laughs) I mean, (sighs) it's it's a really good card. How much is it up to right now? I don't think it was that much. It's like the second most expensive. Like that. that The set really isn't that that expensive i think it's like up to 20 it was up to 20 uh, 20 22 bucks that's okay, okay. To me, so that's, it's got it's got good okay it is pretty valuable yeah like to me that's kind of expensive because yeah, if you're gonna put it in all of your good. decks actually the foil is the same price as the market of the unfoil really that's yeah. weird what's the extended art one of it how much is it running for the extended art Oh my god! If you put an extended art foil meat hook massacre in all of your oh, decks, it's only fifty uh, fifty bucks for the extended art foil. I mean, yeah, that's just that's. I mean, if you want that beauty, you know, that's right. I was so angry at pre-release. I had the choice of two boxes, and I picked the wrong box. Granted, I'd still got a meat hook massacre in that box, but the other box had three mythics in it. It had a meat hook massacre, a Lord of the Forsaken, and a Sigardian Savior. Yeah, he, that guy went three and zero. I mean, you say that like the cards are what made him go three and zero. Like, if I had gotten that box, I still would have gone zero and three. Look, you just have to believe, believe in the heart of the cards, Tim. <laughs> that was, and look at look at Torrential Gearhawk now. He's like five bucks. <laughs> the Gearhawks have been hit pretty hard. I, I remember his heyday at thirty five. You know, yeah. <laughs> look at me reminiscing on Gearhawks. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, looking at it when he came out. He was thirty, dude. Yep. I can't believe how expensive. Like, if you wanted to buy a box of Kaladesh. It's like four hundred bucks a box, yeah. only because of the um the alternate art like extended art ones. No, the uh, inventions, the the masterpiece. Yeah, the, the masterpiece ones. Yeah, the masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted uh, a torrential gearhook masterpiece, is one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm not so, surprised. I'm surprised it's not more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much? Oh my gosh! How much is a um mana crypt running for one of those right now? Mana crypt masterpiece is eight hundred and sixteen dollars. That ain't bad. See? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, 
It's whatever. That's that walking around money. <laughs> that's that's that's. Let me just bust back in, the old in in 1993. Game. The guys that got me into Magic the Gathering because I was into Dungeons and Dragons back in 1993. You know, the guys that got me into Magic the Gathering, uh, they were collectors. And then I would go upstairs, and then there would be the guys who are like, you know, this is a game we play it up here. And I'm like, I'm gonna hang out with you guys. You guys play this game. Let's play this game. You know, mm-hmm. and um, the 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 prices and the the whole roller coaster of the game is just it's changed tremendously in my opinion. You know. When I play Commander, I get those 1993 feel goods. Oh yeah, oh that's and it's great because like I could go out and say, you know what, I, I'm going to buy a Counterspell, and then I have the pick of the litter of whatever art Counterspell that I want, and I'm like, you know what, let's get one of these old crappy wizard in a hat shooting lightning bolts out of his fingers Counterspell. You know, if you go back to those guys that were collecting, though, you think they're still trying to collect these Magic cards? I mean, man, those guys that were in the basement, they were wanting one of everything. You know, I, people still, yeah, people still collect full sets from every release. It's harder now because there's a release every three weeks. Right, and then they got to go get this Kaladesh masterpiece. This card alone is 800 bucks. If you were to collect everything nowadays with all the alternate arts and all the extended arts and all this and all that, it's impossible. It ain't, it ain't it's, it's near impossible. It, it's yeah. certainly not easy. So, I don't know. At least the game's fun. Oh, absolutely. No, no, 100%, man. I'm looking at Church of Gearhawk, and I'm like, oh, memories, man. You know, so, so you're not as popular as Snapcaster Mage. Look at me. I'm naming blue cards. <laughs> you, you know there are four other colors, right? Right. It's just funny to hear you guys talk when, when you do talk about those, because I'm like, you know, you guys are talking about things like damage and stuff. That's stuff I don't care about, you know? <laughs> I don't play with creatures. I don't play with creatures. And one, one of the favorite lines I love at, uh, like, at a, you guys call them nowadays RPTQ or whatever, you know? I, when I go to tournaments, I just like hearing, I have no sideboard for you, you know? <laughs> I have I have nothing in my sideboard for you, and it's like, cool, game two, <laughs> you know? Um, I play creatureless decks a lot, man, and um, I go against the grain. I go against the grain. If you want a good creatureless deck, check out the Commander Cody. Oh, I like that card. Yeah, I like that card, man. You should build a deck around that. Yeah, Cody I really should. Mono blue. I, 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 I really <laughs> Cody <should>. mono blue. <laughs> Doesn't it require like you can't play spells or something? Yeah, you can't play you permanent spells. Permanence, yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's your that's your next challenge, John. Build a Cody deck. Yeah, but you know sometimes you got to have a permanent in there, I, which reminds me that one card keeps safe. I think it is counter mm-hmm. target spell targets a permanent you control and then draw a card <laughs> i mean i mean there's nothing there's nothing wrong with playing like dragon fodder in cody it's still just a sorcery speaking of which help me understand um jackal pup jackal pup yeah help me understand that one let me look at a card yeah it's a card jackal pup yeah for each one damage dealt to jackal pup it deals one damage to you uh do what? i just want to like hey we're going to exchange control creatures here now you got jekyll pup <laughs> i guess yeah I mean, honestly yeah that's what i would think <laughs> I, that that i mean but it's only jekyll pup only has one toughness well yeah, but you still but you can do a lot of damage to it though yeah <laughs> oh that's true because it applies true. at all so. that that looks very much like a um uh what's zedru zedru oh. yeah zedru i was just thinking about that because i have a zedru <laughs> deck so i was like oh i could throw that in there green red right uh no she is uh red blue, white, white yeah blue white red and uh she's the one that lets you give control of permanence to other players mm-hmm. what's that dog from lady in the tramp the boy dog jack russell or something russell the Terrier. tramp yeah i think yeah, it's a jack russell jack russell so i got a dog that's part jack russell and part chihuahua okay interesting yeah it's it's a stray but um i got a couple straight three strays and one's not a stray but uh, anyway um this this new one right here this is like a little lap dog a little toy dog and it just wants to get on my lap right now so i was trying my to get a heads up i, th- I, I, I thought you were going he, with like <laughs> the jackal pup <laughs> yeah i thought he, he looks just like jackal pup 
<laughs> yeah, some of the guys on my podcast too. They're like, I thought you're gonna say your girlfriend's name was the Annihilator. You know? <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right, my next pet card. It's actually we. I've talked about it before. It's not a card that really benefits that much, but I just I like it because it's gotta be in every deck. Can, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gotta be in every deck. And if it hits, it can hit big. And that card is Shamanic Revelation. That is the one with three green green sorcery. Draw a card for each creature you control. Uh, and then I think it's like f- gain four life or gain a life for every creature you control with power four or greater. I just, you know, like if you have two or three, if you have three creatures out, which you're likely going to do in Commander, it's a great card. <laughs> right. Three In green, three cards for five mana, possibility of healing some. That's a good rate. I mean, you have Harmonize that's, three cards at four mana um so it's a little worse than harmonize but if i have but i like harmonize yeah harmonize is great in green and if i have five creatures out five cards for five mana that's a great rate when edh i mean i'm commander okay so when commander first started it was called edh right you can still call it edh harmonize was one of those that if you looked at the people who were playing it before you like you're like oh they're playing edh elder dragon highlander huh Hmm, that's interesting and you look at them uh, the people that were using green in their deck had things like Harrow and um, the one you just mentioned, you know. And Eternal Witness would be another one, too, you know. Oh, those, those are still people. all very, very popular. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, like Harmonize, that was a staple, too. Oh, I'm sure they are. They're very powerful cards, mm-hmm. you know. I see Elvis Piper pop up every once in a while, too. Yep. One of my one of my new favorite ramp cards, it's not even crazy good. I mean, it is good, but um, it's limiting to itself, and that is uh, the Three Visits. Oh, that's a good one. Sounds, sounds familiar. It's the it's one in a green instant speed, uh, tutor a forest. That's that's all it really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's it does say forest. I don't think it says. Does it say basic forest or does it say forest? I think it just what was says that forest. one dryad arbor or something that was a forest creature in the same card. Yep, dryad arbor. Could you search for that one that way? Let me let me confirm that three visits says just forest. It doesn't. Yeah. Say no. Yeah. You could gone. tutor up a dryad arbor. Yep. There you go. There you go. And it does not enter tap. That's one of the, Oh, it's a sorcery. It's not an instant. Three visits is a sorcery. I'm sorry. I hate right. it. It's gonna, the worst card I'm ever. I'm going to patent that, and then I'm going to go get a... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to use it. <laughs> you, hear, you hear about that, man? There's a lawsuit thing where the, the guy just did it as a test, and he put a trademark on his deck or whatever. No. Yeah, it happened, believe it or not. I had to report it on the podcast on the Crypto Commander when it happened, but uh, yeah, this guy, man, he... I did it as a test, you know, and at first it was all over Twitter where there's no way there's somebody out there putting a patent on their deck. You know? Was he just patenting the one, the 60 cards that were in the deck and saying this? I don't know if it was order- a commander. I don't know. If, I think it was a commander deck, but regardless, whatever kind of deck it was, uh, he went through the whole process and it passed. But he's like, look, I'm not doing anything with this. I'm just saying that, look, it can be done. You know, wow. So therefore, you could have legal ramifications if you went to a tournament with that deck. You know, and what, he didn't even use a good deck or nothing. But I think he might, <laughs> you know, I think he used some really bad cards. But I, I have heard about the 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 people in Yu-Gi-Oh that were protesting the fact that a deck can have no limit to the number of cards in it. Okay, and uh, they brought a five thousand card deck to a tournament. Yeah. Oh my god! There's no rule if you can't shuffle it, you can't play with it, like Magic. That they be, it became a role after that. I bet. It took him like 34 minutes to correctly shuffle the whole deck. <laughs> I don't trust any machine that's out there to shuffle my deck because I always use my hand, you know, especially with magic cards, you know. Like, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's my cards. Magic cards are too valuable to put into an auto shuffler. Yeah. Yep. A no, bullet, but, but I tried in the 90s, though. I tried in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was one of those guys. 
Jeez, yeah. I'm not. I will not be playing sixty card pickup. Um, were there any other pet cards that you had, Tim? I think. Uh, yeah, one last pet card. Uh, to me, that's Wayfarer's Bobble. I mm, love that wow. card. It's super slow. <laughs> it's it's like not the most <laughs> efficient. Uh, but I I just like that little little artifact ramp. I, I don't know. I think it used to be a lot cheaper than it is now, which is why I liked it. Or not not I think. I I know for a fact it was. Right now it's like creeping up to two dollars, which is still cheap, but it used to be like fifty cents. So it was you a said really Wayfair's Bobble. I thought like, isn't that one to cast? It's one to cast and then two to What's expensive about it? I'm just confused. Like the I mean the price wise, like it used to be a really easy include because the card itself cost like uh like fifty cents like a year ago. Yeah. And and right, over the no. year, it's it's still super cheap. It's like not. I'm not saying it's expensive, but it's like quadrupled in price. Two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. <laughs> Big uh, money. But I, I'm just saying, like, if it continues to get higher, it'll be a little harder to include. I think that the Magic the Gathering cards in general, and that's a good example right there, man. I think all of them are going to be going up and up and up and up and up. You know, it it is, but it's the Wayfarer's Bobble is now more expensive than Soul Ring. And I don't think it's half as good as Soul Ring. Okay, how many copies of Soul Ring are out there? That's that's fair. Yeah, if they if they keep making copies of Wayfarer's Bobble, then then hopefully it'll go down. And uh, it ain't happening, bud. Yeah, wait I for know. a master set. Wait for a master set. Well, you know, they like no, those master sets. They printed in a, in a they printed it in the D and D Commander precons. Oh, there you go. So it got a little bit of a reprint, but not nothing they crazy. They know people need it. Yeah, they know people need it. Yeah. I used to say commanders oh. the future. I say commanders now. It's it we yeah. we had the quote unquote year of commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I used to say commanders the future. I'm just going ahead and boldly say it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm starting a trend or anything, but commanders now. You hear it? You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> commander, commander is now. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. Hashtag, commander hashtag, hashtag commander yeah. now. I'll start it. I'll start. There it, it is. That's yeah. the you know that's the kind of can do attitude we've been looking for on this podcast. You know, Tim and I are so cautious about what we say. Every word we're, we're careful with. Oh, eggshells, huh? Eggshells, right? So it's it's nice to have someone up here ready to make that bold claim. You know, really, really straightening the backbone of this podcast. Tim, we need to be more like him. It took me way too long to realize that was sarcasm. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it did, too. It took me that soon. I'm like, oh, wow, dude. I'm like getting my feathers fluffed here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you walking on eggshells about what? <laughs> I, I I am always very cautious about what I say here. Well, no, it, I used to think, you know, I mean, I, I used to say, Commander's the future, Commander's the future. Mm-hmm. And with the, when, when Sheldon Menry came on my podcast too over there, it was, um, I said, you know, hey, man, uh, I do believe Commander's the future and stuff. And he goes, well, it is the year of Commander. Yeah. I'm like, no way, no way, you know. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, that's what Wizard's slogan is right now. I even Googled it. I'm like, wow, man, the year of Commander. And uh, I can't personally wait for that Commander Legends 2 product to come out. Oh, the, I, I think uh, the uh, oh, I got to read, read the whole name out. Sure. Because it's amazing. They had the Jeweled Lotus. I'm waiting for the Jeweled Mox. Oh, my gosh. They're going to do not it. Ready? You're not ready for it? Oh, no, no, I am. When they make the Jeweled Moxes, jeweled I think mox. that's going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. What's stopping them? I, I, nothing. They made the Jeweled Lotus, I think, was. I think people gave it way too much crap. They're like, this is going to be so overpowered. And don't get me wrong, it's a really good card, but it's not overpowered. I don't, I don't think it is. They're like, it's like the Black Lotus, uh, Commander. Yeah, exactly. They, they I think <laughs> they just saw the Lotus and was like, ah, I, you know, that's <laughs> scaring me. Might as well be, uh, get ready for the the Mox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Commander Legends two, get ready for the Mox. <laughs> yep. It's the longest name I think of a Magic set ever announced. 
No way. For the new one? For the D&D? Yeah. For the next set? I Hold guess. I mean, like, oh, jeez, I can't find it. Well, what's, what's weird to me is we got another set with the vampire one. It's just they said it was like ninety days away or something like that. Not, not. Well, hold on. Blood what? harvest. Blood harvest. No. <laughs> Crimson vow. We kn- we now know how to say it. Yeah. How far away is it? It's real. It's coming up shortly. It's November. It's coming out in November. That's scary, man. It's. I, I was telling Chris. I was like, I need to. I might need to slow down on buying boxes. It's like I love doing it. I love opening packs, and then like it's a uh, the the thrill of maybe opening something insanely good is always like gonna make me want to buy boxes. But I'm running out of room, and they keep printing out like this is what like the the fifth set that's coming out this year. It's it's insane. Oh, I don't know. We made a joke on my podcast every week. We talk about a new set. You know? Yeah, it does feel that way. I mean, we just our previous episode was going over the new uh, the two new commander decks. Mm-hmm. That oh, we yeah. are apparently getting yeah. like four to eighteen commander decks per set now. Yeah, what eighteen uh, per year per year <laughs> somewhere uh-huh. in there. It's, it's oh, not okay. four to eighteen per set. It's we I go. think <laughs> we're gonna end on I th- I want to say like you know what they're gonna do to determine that roll that new d twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're getting fifteen this year, which is insane. All right, I got it. The longest set for the longest name for a set ever: Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Baldur's Gate Commander Legends. What? <laughs> That's the name of the that? set. Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Baldur's Gate Commander Legends. No way. So they That's... made the Baldur's Gate set Commander Legends? Mm-hmm. I'm for it. I love Baldur's Gate. <laughs> no, I, li- I like it too because I'm a D&D fan. And, yeah, um, yeah. The only- now the- I don't know if I'm saying something out of turn or nothing because uh, Baldur's Gate to me was like a PC game. Mm-hmm. <gasps> How dare you? We didn't bring you here for controversy, John. Get, get, get that PC <laughs> nonsense. This is a card game podcast. <laughs> no, I understand that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if Baldur's Gate was in any other form of Dungeons and Dragons other than that PC game. Baldur, well, Baldur's wrong? Gate, I think, in the D and D lore, is an actual place, okay. and then the the PC game kind of just focused around that. Okay, yes. so is it like another Greyhawk, but not Greyhawk? It's like it's like another um another plane, right? right? It's, okay. Yeah. Uh, what's a, what's okay. another one of the terms? Um, oh God, astral oh plane and stuff like that. I'm really bad at names today. Is it like a plane? I thought it was just like in the in the original. You can just like, call me John. You can just call me John. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I love Baldur's Gate. Like I got the the new one that came out in Alpha, and I'm a I'm a big like I'm not a huge fan of Alpha releases, but like this game, I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Oh, I it's mean, set I'm... it's set in the Forgotten Realms. Which is okay. That makes sense because that's yeah. where we were. That's the main one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if R. A. Salvatore was in charge of Forgotten Realms or not. I'll look into that later. But mm. I mean, I was I was into Dungeons and Dragons, man. Mm-hmm. Heavy. My mom and dad were into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, Tim and I played D and D. Yep. And uh, to see the crossover, it's like, well, it's about time. I mean, I think a lot of things are based off of J. R. R. Tolkien's uh, Middle Earth. Oh uh, yeah. Lore, oh oh absolutely. Lore, you know, when you're thinking of fantasy and stuff like this. So just, you know, a crossover, it just seems in- inevitable. Kind of like what we're doing, too, when we talked earlier, too, about, you know, how we started as a podcast, The Cryptic Commander. And we work with other content creators also, not just, you know, trying to get the pros on the show, which we do and stuff. You know, but um, we try to work with other people in the community, like you guys, you know, cross-promote. Because when you do a podcast, if you know, you got a network, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, like I said earlier, too, that I've met a lot of good people along the way, too, you know. And, and I've learned a lot of things what not to do and what to do i don't know where i'm going with this i really don't <laughs> no yeah. please go keep hey, keep going keep going. that's perfect for our podcast because we <laughs> half the time never know where we're going to oh, i know where you're going <laughs> oh, at the end geez. you guys are gonna break up you already told me that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I just know that, you know, what we stand for over there, the Crypto Commander, you know, and how we got started and stuff. And just as far as, you know, we, we don't claim that we're experts, but we have them come on the show. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did tell you that we consider Slothy our resident commander expert because the rest of us on the podcast, we don't play much commander like he does, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, if, you, if you need commander experts, call Tim or I. Yep. Oh, yeah? You guys play a lot of commander, huh? Almost exclusively uh, for me. Yeah. I, I dabble in other sets and other formats, but Commander is my primary format. I would say I like I like standard and modern, and and I think I prefer if I'm p- playing non Commander, I prefer sealed like drafting or 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 just like actual sealed. Uh, but Commander is just what I really got into. It's it's the kind I like I like the whole concept of having like that one powerful creature that you bring out and you kind of build your whole deck around, but you always have it there. I don't know. It's just it, it resonated with me. Uh, what Tim said just is basically the same for me. Um, I, I did play a lot of standard back in college, uh, but then when I got back into it around, um, well, what was it, Dragons, I pretty much, I drafted and played Commander, and those, and that's what I've essentially stuck with since then. Yeah, I liked Commander when it first came out, man. You know, I still do. I thought it was cool. I didn't know if it was going to last, because, you know, we called it EDH, you know, and I liked the fact that I liked the Highlander movies, <laughs> and it was Dragons already in, in Magic the Gathering, <clears throat> but yeah. it was kind of cool. They're like, you know, singleton format, and uh, but the whole thing, too, was I'm used to 60-card decks, you know, mm-hmm. and also being on, like, a like a the pro tour kind of scene too you know yeah and then uh, but over here on my downtime i like to play those multiplayer games and my friends weren't hip to the commander scene they didn't go to the local game store and stuff either you know mm-hmm. yeah so uh if i think if i would have been more proactive then in 2008 i think i'm thinking around i could have brought that uh format because i know the format came out in 96 right but i wasn't really having an interest until 2008 and i should have been more proactive and brought that to my friends but um, that's when I thought about getting into it. But just, again, I, I, I admitted earlier that two years ago I built my first deck with the help of one of my close friends. Yeah, I think I think what you see a lot of times is if you have the, the old school been playing since the game first came mm-hmm. out players, they really have yeah. a hard time switching to Commander. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. And, and if anybody is coming into the coming into more magic now like mm-hmm. just starting to pick up magic or has picked up magic in the last five or six years yeah they play commander yeah you might as well man it's where yep. it's like we used to say it's where we're, where we're going but we're here i think yeah, yeah i think it's nice because it's an eternal format mm-hmm. you know like I, I if i go to a game store it's you know it's modern monday or free play friday right and if i'm playing a standard deck you can really only play balanced wise against another standard deck a a a modern deck will wipe the floor with most standard decks right a legacy deck will wipe the floor with most other decks with commander because you have the whole plethora of all cards of magic at any time that was a long breath um In a singleton format, too. In a singleton format, right? Yeah, yeah. It becomes a lot easier to balance those power levels. Right. And I and then, you know, you could build a jank deck because you just want to win with um, nine lives or something like that. Or you can build some CEDH, Thassa's Oracle, Demonic Consultation combo. And and that's, that's what I like about Commander is every time I play, someone plays a card I haven't seen before. And it's new and exciting and fun. Not to say that standard and modern and all them are not fun, but I think just 
what interests me the most about commander is the variability in the different decks that people bring to the table it is i think it's interesting that because because i agree with what you're saying where like if you've started playing in the past like five years commander's probably what you're playing mm-hmm. but it seems counterintuitive to me because commander i would i feel like is the most daunting because there's just the literally every card that's ever been printed minus the ones that are banned is at your fingertips and it's like how do i decide and it's it's crazy that it took off so much because and and maybe that's part of the appeal even though it's daunting the options Mm. are so basically unlimited that you're like well i could do whatever i want uh but it's definitely like when i was starting off I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. And it's just like, I every week, I feel like I see a card that was printed like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, that'd be so good in my deck. Why have I never heard of this? Actually, it's right there in front of your face. Because I mean, I'm not trying to be sarcastic like Chris was earlier. <laughs> but I'm saying that um, it's right there. Okay, sometimes there's the letter of the word and sometimes there's the, the word, right? So what, what I heard from you was the letter of the word, but actually the words actually surrounding it. When you look at Magic the Gathering as a whole, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of cards, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole principle is if you don't know formats exist at all, because believe me, man, in 1993, there were no formats. <laughs> you know, yeah. there were no formats. This is just a game of, what do you mean the dude's got a land that's got a green and blue on it? What are you talking about? Where's that at? You know, and then to come to find out he does have a, a land that's got green and blue on it. What the heck? What's going on here? You know, there was no formats. And uh, it, but again, we knew that there was a pool of cards and you build a deck together and you go with it. And growing up, too, there was no formats until you heard type one and type two. You know, then we turned type one to extended, which you guys call modern now. You know, um, which I'm sure, Chris, you, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And, and um, but but the game as a whole, though, like, Tim, what you said there was, you know, there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of cards to build a deck. And these other formats kind of handicap you. You know, they keep you, again, within the lines of what you're saying, in a, in a pool of cards only restricted to those last two sets or, you know, whatnot. And in, in Commander, sure, you got a ban-restricted list. You know, any good format's going to have that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it's it's... Google the world's most complicated game. Magic the Gathering is it. Commander's yeah. a format of it. Number one format right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, what, boys. We have yeah. done a really bad job sticking to the topic of pet cards. Sure. We talked at least <laughs> for 15 minutes about pet cards. Maybe. Of the hour we've been talking, we've mentioned five. <laughs> <laughs> That's partly my fault, man. I love Magic the Gathering. You know? We do too, and yeah. the and the episodes like this are great too because it's it's good to get someone else's opinion on things other than just Tim and I. I think our mission statement would be or should be: we've got a plan for the episode, but that's not how it's going to pan out. Buckle up! Who knows <laughs> which way the which way the conductor steering this train? Yeah. <laughs> and magic the conversation. Magic, magic. conversation. That's <laughs> a like good that. way to put it. All right. Anyway, so I think I did mean, you, I think we're I think we've we've we're at a good point now. Yeah. Um. Again, John from the Cryptic Commander, thank you for joining us today. It was a, a great time talking to you. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. From yeah, the bottom if, of my heart, man. Yeah, and you are, you know, anytime you're welcome, let us know. Uh, and if you need any commander advice, let us know too. Yep. You may get terrible advice from us, but at least you'll get advice. We're good at, we're really good at commander opinions. <laughs> <laughs> if if your advice, you want an opinion on something, we'd be happy to do it. Yeah. I like holding back my blue, for instance, stuff, you know. (laughs) Well, everyone say bye to John. This is the last time he will be on the podcast. (laughs) We said said that about the last blue player we brought on, and we brought him right back. So, (laughs) Look, here's the deal, right? We're cycling through the blue players to give them a taste. 
<laughs> of what it's like to be famous <laughs> and then never inviting them back. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big word famous there for to describe our <laughs> podcast. Tim, Tim, you need the clout. Oh, you got to Okay. <laughs> you need the clout, right? If if you 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 fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been designing my walk of my Hollywood Walk of Fame star already. All right. Well, anyway, John, is there anything you want to want to plug? Obviously, your your podcast, but anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, Chris's autograph. He's been he's been practicing that for a while too. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, so we've got a we've got a sponsor, North Valley Games, and um, we're happy we're happy that we're working with them, and uh, we have two partners too: uh, Magic the Gathering Players Group Facebook Group, a great Facebook group. And the other partner is another Facebook group. It's called Cosmic Gaming Community. So big shout out to those guys. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Who's our plug today, Tim? I don't know. We we got to make ours up. <laughs> yeah. John's we, got real plugs. We're going to, we've yeah. been tweeting at celebrities hoping that one of them sees it. <laughs> we are, we are currently in, in, in the works with uh, Brandon Ruth. He doesn't know it yet. And I doubt he saw my tweet, but it's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do me, do me, name another player, or another famous person who plays Magic. We are, do we do that, or do we double down on Brandon Ruth? <laughs> do we double down on Brandon Ruth? Um, you know what? In in honor of the start of the football season, or at least you know the beginning of the football season, we're a couple weeks in now. Mm-hmm. I would like this one to go out to Chris Cluey. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cassius Marsh. No, I was going to say Chris Cluey. Okay. Um, let's just you know this shout out goes to the NFL. All Magic players who play in the NFL, come talk to us. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> Chris Cluey is a pretty well-established uh, Magic player who uh, was a kicker, I believe, a punter for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Ooh, that's my favorite mm-hmm. team. Nice. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, Chris Cluey, if you're out there and uh, you you want to be a part of this fun podcast, come on. We can talk football. We can talk Magic at the same time. It'll be the greatest episode of Casual Commander ever made. We'd like to have you on. Thank please you for sponsoring us. Please and thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't that's know how we it do yet. It. He, doesn't... He, doesn't, he doesn't know it yet, but he's sponsoring us. Oh, yeah. Right. He's it. We're, we, this podcast is four dimensions. Yeah. We can already see when he's sponsoring us. This is where you just go get a bag of chips and just start plugging it until the company notices you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. I'm, we're Ep- probably... Episode 74 of Plugging Chris Cluey. We're probably going to get a cease and desist before we get an actual sponsor. But hey, man, that's still that's still <laughs> that's publicity. A that's a response. We'll just go on. We'll get that, and we'll be like, "All right." So Chris Cluey has made us no longer talk about him on there. So we will not talk about Chris Cluey and how he is our sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Getting hit. This getting is the hit last time. Right. Yep. This, is last- right. <laughs> this is the last time we mentioned Chris Cluey. Yeah. I was, I was just gonna say man you guys are gonna get hit left right with lawsuits and it's like uh any publicity is good publicity right exactly that's right yeah. i have yeah. there is no limit to the number of podcasts i can make yeah there we go <laughs> what, are, what are they gonna do take my money i don't really have any <laughs> yeah. all right uh standard plugs if you guys wanted to you know keep following along pay attention to giveaways things like that Give us a follow on Facebook. We're a Casual Commander Podcast. We are on Twitter at EDH But Casual. And be sure to join us on Discord for any deck discussions or random questions you may have for us. The Discord link is in our is on our Facebook page and our Twitter. And I think that's it. Uh great good episode. Good yeah. good magic discussion. Yeah, once again, thank you for joining us, John. It's been uh I, I had a great time. I hope you did too. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Commander again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> the last two years, man, I've I haven't gotten as many games as I want to get in, and I just want to get in some more and I've been going to the local game store more and more lately and 
Yep. It seems to be the number one format they're playing up there these days. And like you alluded to earlier, sometimes there's Monday Night Modern. Well, it's kind of turning into, hey, man, it's walking. Hey, anybody playing Commander over here? You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know I know. Tim and I will play Commander before, like, Sealed Defense. Yeah. Sure. So, and, and, anyway. and they go on forever, so it's almost like, anybody want to play another game after this? Yeah! <laughs> My wife was like, you've been gone for seven hours. I was like, I only played two games. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I gotta have more. Yeah. I need more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, I think that does, it, that does it for us this week. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And this is Casual Commander. Thanks, guys. Thank you.